Did you wake up this morning feeling like you live in a country that spends way too much time, energy, and money to prove that you don't belong? Well, you just might be black in America or an African in France. What's up, y'all? I'm Tammy Sawyer, and this is Tammy Sawyer Talks. This week, I'm talking about the Supreme Court and America's commitment to white supremacy. Remember to follow and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Let's get into it. The United States Supreme Court ended affirmative action programs at higher education institutions with a 6-3 opinion supported by Clarence Thomas, sometimes known as a black man. The three female justices, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Jackson, all opposed the decision. Now, I'm no constitutional scholar. I recommend you follow folks like my Twitter friend, constitutional scholar Ellie Mistel, to get into the nitty gritty. But what I do know is that since Plessy v. Ferguson, if not before, the Supreme Court has codified Black people as second-class citizens. You might say, well, Tammy, what about Brown v. Board education? And I'll point you to the fact that through this same court, the rulings of Brown have essentially been dismantled, and most schools have been resegregated. For more on that, read Nicole Hannah Brown's The Resegregation of Jefferson County, or look at the fact that school systems, such as right here in Memphis, are 90% Black in a 60% Black county. Watching the immediate responses to the decision, there's a few things I want to talk about. Following the decision, President Joe Biden said, I find it out of sorts with the basic value system of the American people. I'm not sure what system Biden is referring to, but this decision did not surprise me at all. One of my favorite Black thought leaders, Kwame Ture, formerly known as Stokely Carmichael, had his birthday this week. In his 1969 speech, Black Power, Toure stated, seems to me that the institutions that function in this country are clearly racist and that they're built upon racism. Toure goes on in his speech to hypothesize how Black people can move in a country built upon the subjugation of their rights and their humanity. While he is no longer with us, Toure's words and questions are fitting as we head into the annual celebration of European America's independence. I don't believe it helps us to act surprised or like this decision is not on brand for the Supreme Court. We also cannot act as if the American people as a whole are appalled by this decision. That takes me to white women. Up until now, white women were the number one beneficiary of affirmative action programs. And people think that they will wake up due to this decision. Y'all, I want us to stop thinking of white women as innocent bystanders to white supremacy. Of course, there's exceptions to any group, but collectively, they are active participants in upholding this system of racism that rules America. Stephanie Jones Rogers has a great book. I love it. I've read it more than once. It's called They Were Her Property. And it pulls back the curtain on this idea of this meek, antebellum, white maiden, Scarlett O'Hara, just like, oh no, oh my. And it really exposes the often vicious and the extremely intentional role that white women have played and did play in the continuation of enslavement of Black people in America. It was the Daughters of the Confederacy who engaged in a campaign to return the Confederacy to a place of prominence. The Daughters of the Confederacy are responsible for many of the statues and other remnants of the Confederate that remain standing across the South today. Fast forward to present time, we've got groups like Moms of Liberty who are working overtime to protect white supremacy. I mean, they're out here having national conferences as we speak. 
leading active campaigns for book bans against CRT and DEI. And we can't forget the continued violence and action of American Karens who are anything but innocent and demure. I don't think this decision will wake these types of white women up. They support the actions of the Supreme Court because they believe that they and their culture are exceptional and they'll do anything to protect their standing. I mean, if you need further proof, just remember that 55% of white women voters voted for Trump. Another argument I keep hearing is, well, we can just go back to HBCUs. Y'all HBCUs are amazing. I attended both Hampton and Howard, and I'm now working through my PhD at Tennessee State. However, HBCUs are not independent. And since their inception, they've been underfunded by state and federal governments. If black people's education is not a priority at the K through 12 level, why would we assume that HBCUs are going to be well kept? Our endowments and annual giving by alums can't outpace the needed investments to keep our HBCUs thriving, especially as more and more black youth rightfully choose to attend them. So within this system and within this affirmative action decision, HBCUs might get more enrollment, but this is going to add more stress to a system that's already stressed. HBCUs need more resources. They need better facilities. They need more money. And the state nor federal government are giving them enough. Look at your state budget and see which colleges are funded and how. And I'm pretty sure the HBCUs in your state are receiving the least. My final thought on the SCOTUS decision today is for Asian Americans especially for those who uphold white supremacist structures. The first major law restricting any immigration into the United States was the 1882 Chinese Exclusion Act. Remember, Japanese people were driven out of their homes and held in camps during World War II. My Asian brothers and sisters, America does not consider you one of them. Your history, like Black people's history, is written into the laws of this country, treating you as second-class citizens. You're not white. You never will be. And for those of you who chose anti-Blackness, you lay down with the oppressor on this one. There's a lot of work that we have to do to build coalitions, but this hurt coalition building between Asian Americans and Black Americans more than it helped. My dad and I were talking about a lot of this at breakfast and I was ranting as usual, and he tries to call me, which is funny because I get my indignation from him. Nevertheless, I threw my favorite James Baldwin quote at him and I always have to do my James Baldwin voice here, but. You always told me it takes time. It takes my father's time, my mother's time, my uncle's time, my brother's and my sister's time, my nieces and my nephew's time. How much time do you want for your progress? So I do my whole thing and my dad sips his orange juice and says, just one more generation's time, maybe? Now y'all, he was being funny, but the real question here is how much time do we have? How much more time can we give? Going back to Kwame Ture, he asked us, how do black people move within a system of white supremacy? That's the question I often ask myself, and that's my question to you this week. As the Supreme Court just reiterated, the institutions of the United States continue to operate as designed in the preservation of whiteness and the subjugation of non-whites, especially black people. Fires are literally burning in Paris right now due to racism and anti-African sentiments, which led to the murder of an Algerian French teenager by French police. They're burning, burning, like on fire, like state of emergency burning. Meanwhile, where's our fire? And I don't mean literally, so don't clip and cut and be like Tammy Sawyer said, burn America down. 
Because unlike the January 6th insurrection, is I'll get life in jail. So I'm not telling y'all to burn down everything. I'm talking about that fire inside. The fire that has to be let out. However we do this, but we've got to figure out how collectively to move within this system. We are in a country that is acting as it is designed to act. Unlike what President Biden said, the Supreme Court moved as it was designed. Unless we figure out what to do with this fire and how to move against these white supremacist institutions, we're looking at a President Ron DeSantis and the return of codified Jim Crow. Whew. It's a lot. And for some of y'all, it's a holiday weekend, not for me, because I don't celebrate the holidays, just the weekend. But if you need a happy pill, I'm going to switch the subject up. A little black excellence for you. Go check out Flyanna Ross, the sugar, spice, cake, and and cinnamon girls. Y'all, they make me so happy. I saw them on Kev on Stage's page. I was like, this is crazy. And then I found myself watching all these videos. Yep. These black girls are just free, running through Disney, running through the streets, and they're hilarious. So Flyanna Ross, go check them out. Have some fun with that, you know, while we figure the rest out. Memphis, make sure you tune into my special series on the upcoming mayor's election. Four months out, 100 days out. So this week I kicked that off with candidate Paul Young. I asked him questions that some of you submitted on social media as well as some of my own. So you can check that out. That's already up on YouTube and on the podcast. And make sure uh, that you subscribe so that you can keep seeing these interviews in the coming week. It's very hot in the South right now, y'all. I had to give my male lady two bottles of water yesterday because she was going through it. So we got to look out for each other in this heat, especially as heat and summer storms are taking down electrical grids from Oklahoma to Tennessee. I talked about that a bit last week. Here in Tennessee, we're going on a week of no power for some people in Shelby County and in Memphis, and it's happening elsewhere across the South. And that's really going to impact our elders and people who are without housing. So let's look out for each other. Stay cool. If you know somebody who doesn't have air conditioning, invite them over or help them find some place to go. Give folks water when you can. And y'all stay out the heat and stay out of trouble, unless it's some good trouble. So remember, check on your elders, drink some water. If you're black, be real black and real proud. If you're not, don't be a racist. That's all for me this week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Follow me on Instagram at TammySawyer901 and on Twitter at TammySawyer. Thanks for hanging with me, y'all. Peace.